Hey guys, it's Taryn Creer. Welcome to another episode of the Heartward Project. I am so excited that you're here. Heartward means to move in the direction of your heart. But how do you do this when you are weighed down with overwhelm and feeling totally burnt out? Well, I'm right there with you. I'm far from having all the answers, but I do get really excited to encourage others on getting out of this phase. So I hope this episode brings just enough positivity to reignite your momentum to move you forward. Listening in, I hope you feel a warm hug. I hope you exhale the burden of feeling overwhelmed. And I hope you start to breathe life back into the motivation you need to build your dream. Now, let's all be heartward. Hello, everybody. Today's episode is actually the first of two parts. They are going to be about mental clutter, a little bit about physical clutter, and managing all of that in a way that helps reduce your burnout or being overwhelmed. Each episode will contain a solution for handling mental and physical clutter. Today's episode will be covering how Evernote helps me through this, and part two of this episode will be released next week and will walk you through a PDF that I've created that is free for whoever wants it. It's been a favorite tool of mine to help me through so many areas in my life. This is such an important topic for me to share because with this podcast, I want to help others while I help myself get out of this burnt out, overwhelmed rut that I feel like I've been in. These two solutions are really helping me and I want to share them so they can help you too. When I feel myself taking action on things that make my heart happy, it lights up my world. I can feel an energy within me swell and put me in a place where I can take on daily tasks that may have previously made me feel bitter about handling those unavoidable chores, you know, dishes, laundry, etc. When I clear my mental clutter, I can take action on those heart-happy things. When I'm making forward progress on those heart-happy things, I can handle those daily chore tasks with a feeling of there being a light at the end of the tunnel, knowing that I am much closer again to working on whatever my heartward project is at that time because I have the space mentally to comprehend it. So I want to help you get to that place as well. Know that there is no magic solution to clearing your mental clutter. Just like anything in life, you are going to need to work for it and work on creating a new habit for yourself. So to get started, I'm going to first ask you to reflect on how many items you feel have been on your plate lately. Notice that I'm not asking if you're one of those people who feels overwhelmed with their mental load they're carrying, because we are all at that point right now. I think it's safe to say that. Think about what feels heavy to you right now. Now, let me say that for the purposes of what we're going to talk about on today's episode, I'm focusing solely on to-do list items and a little bit about physical clutter. I know that there may be other things on your plate right now that are mentally heavy to carry. And for those situations, I encourage you to reach out to someone to help you manage everything surrounding that. It's truly important to do that. And I want you to know that you are not alone. Okay, so now that we've thought about all of the daily tasks we have, you're probably sarcastically thanking me for putting you back in that place of feeling overwhelmed. When we are trying to get through this burnout phase, we need to remember what causes those things. In regards to today's topic, it is mental and physical clutter. I'll clear this up right away. When I say physical clutter, I'm not going to get into chatting about decluttering your household items, even though I strongly believe in that practice. But I will talk about how bringing things into your house for specific projects can really weigh heavy on you if you don't take action on them pretty much immediately. So 
let's just get into it already. When I say mental clutter, I mean everything that uses up some of our cognitive resources. If you aren't familiar with that term, cognitive resources refers to the idea that a person has a certain cognitive capacity, which can be used for carrying out various tasks. Research shows that our cognitive resources are limited. Everything we spend our attention on depletes them. It depletes our short-term, finite supply of ability, specifically decision-making ability. I will include a couple links to cognitive resources in my show notes for those curious to read more, just so you're aware. But just know that you have a certain mental bandwidth available to you to use throughout each day. So that's where the overwhelm and burnout state of mind comes from. Having too many things in your brain literally causes you to not be able to think straight. It drains all of your mental energy that is needed to pursue your next heartward project. Have you ever compared the thoughts in your brain to open tabs in a web browser? I know this is a common metaphor, but let's talk through it quickly. There's a quote that goes something like, My mind is like a web browser, 19 tabs are open, three are frozen, and I have no idea where the music is coming from. Just like a web browser, when there are too many tabs open, or in our case, when we have started too many projects at one time, you start to move slower and slower. Whether that's physically moving slower, mentally moving slower, or thinking about advancing progress, but it moves slower and slower as well. If you start to close tabs or postpone some projects on your mind, you can feel the momentum start rolling forward and you start feeling a sense of accomplishment because you can see forward progress on a single project instead of going 10,000 feet wide and one inch deep on everything at once, which I'll add used to be my specialty. (laughs) And now I am trying to break free from that mindset. We all know when you finish something, you feel really good. I mean, it's done. It's officially crossed off your list. You feel like you can do anything. You just feel really good. That alone is way further ahead than where you were when trying to tackle too many things at once. So how can we expect ourselves to free up cognitive resources to add another, albeit fun and happy, thing to your plate? Let's segue into talking about how physical clutter can add to your mental clutter. Again, I'm not going to get into how managing physical items in your house can weigh you down, of which I am a firm believer in, but rather I want to discuss a different take on physical clutter for now. Half the source of mental clutter is forgetting to use physical things that are consumable or items that you use and then discard when you're done with it. For example, I recently found a new air freshener for my car inside the glove box. I'm not someone who uses air fresheners a lot, so when I saw this, I instantly wanted to use it simply so I could dispose of it when it's no longer useful. Finding this item gave me another to-do list task to think about because I found myself managing items that I bought into my possession for use but didn't use right away. I didn't have an intentional plan to actually start using this item. Well, In the case of an air freshener, maybe I just used the first of this air freshener two-pack but never moved on when the first item was disposed of. So again, stuck in the middle of another physical clutter item that adds to my mental clutter plate to manage. So whatever we purchase, we should use, right? I know that doesn't sound groundbreaking, but are you like me who gets excited to take on a new project or take action towards finally checking something off your ever-growing homeowner's to-do list and purchase something to make that happen? 
only to have it wind up sitting around for a time period that I'd rather just not mention on air. (laughs) There are so many things that I've purchased for the sole purpose of checking something off my list that I haven't even touched yet. I did tell you this was going to be a raw and relatable podcast, did I not? (laughs) Not touching these purchased items then, as a result, gives me one more thing to manage amidst everything else, mentally and physically. Buying it was supposed to lighten my load, take something off my checklist, but instead made it all heavier. All right, you get it. You're wondering when I'm going to get out of this loop and get to the good part. A solution. There are two things that have worked well for me that I'm excited to share with you. As mentioned before, one is Evernote, and two is a PDF that I have created and would love to share it with you. This is a two-part podcast, so in it today, we will just get to the first part, Evernote, as a solution. But if you are so ready to see my PDF around this topic, which is actually like a worksheet to help collect everything you need to know about your project, keep listening in and I'll let you have a sneak peek of it before next week's episode airs. So starting with Evernote, I'll talk through how I use it to help with the issue of mental and physical clutter. Just as the web browser metaphor wasn't groundbreaking, neither will this be. It's not a new concept, but I love talking about it because some people maybe haven't ever thought to handle their mental clutter this way before. Or it might open your eyes to something that you can start applying towards a different area in your life, which would be an additional win. So I literally could take this in 5,000 different directions, and I plan on doing that in the future since I use Evernote for every area of my life. But for right now, I want to think about purchased items, those physical clutter items that I've been referencing, and how we can track it to lighten our mental loads. And again, bonus for clearing some physical clutter, but not the topic of today's episode. I created a new note in Evernote within the notebook that relates to this theme, which for me would be one that is dedicated to my house projects. I'm not going to get into the details of Evernote right now, so you can send me a DM at at the Heartward Project on Instagram if you would like to know more. But at a high level, Evernote is an app that you can download to your phone, tablet, or computer, or you can access it through the web browser on any device. But you have notebooks, which are like the main themes in your life as I organize it. Um, So we're talking about my house projects notebook right now, but other examples are a notebook specific to organizing things for this podcast, or maybe organizing a gift tracker log for what we've gifted to people in years prior, and so on. You can do way more than just typing notes out, but that's what I'm going to focus on for now. And I will say that I use the free version of Evernote, and it does more than enough for what I use it for, which again is for like my whole life. So back to it. A new note within my house projects notebook. And I make a table with columns and rows. Right now I have four columns that are labeled project, item, from where, and end goal. You want to have your columns be specific to what you're trying to organize within that note, but generic enough that it categorizes the different points about what you're trying to track. So to fill out this table, I start with an item that I purchased recently solely for the sake of crossing something off my list, right? That's what we're talking about. Something I purchased to help me complete a task that I can officially put behind me and get it out of my mind. I'm thinking first about these long wooden boards I have in my garage. So I add that to the second column called item. I write wood boards. 
In the first column, I call the project bookshelf because that's what these were going to be. Now you might be wondering why I have items as the second column, even though I fill it out first, but that's because if I have multiple items that I've purchased for that single project, it's easier to see how a single project in the first column could branch into multiple items to track when you read from left to right. So in that case, it would be just about skimming the table down the left side, that first column called project, and then breaking it down even further as it pertains to tracking items related to that project. So right now I have bookshelf in the first column called project and wood boards in my second column called item. My third column is noting that I purchased them from Menards. Notice how earlier I said, we're going to be, as in it's not my plan anymore. So in that fourth column that I titled end goal, when I first add rows to this table, I write in that column, finish. My end goal is to finish the use of that item. That doesn't mean dispose of that item, but put it into action, use it how it's going to help me achieve this goal I'm aiming for. Um, that is when I determine that it is finished in regards to the purposes of this table. But now I've decided to go a different route with this bookshelf. So my end goal used to say finish, but now it says return. And for me, that's enough detail to know I have additional items in my house, all listed out here, that I not only no longer have a use for, but also can get some of my money back by returning that item in a timely manner. A little side bonus to this column is that it helps me track the decisions I've made about something. I won't get into this bookshelf example too much, but I decided that the really cool areas that I was going to utilize and make a cool, unique bookshelf in actually wasn't a safe enough solution for me because my kids play basically right underneath where it was going to be. <laughs> so I went back and forth on trusting that bookshelf to not collapse and fall, but it just doesn't make sense to risk it in this case. So by writing in return for the end goal column, I am reminding myself of where I've landed on that decision. I trust myself for having made that decision and see it as my next step to finish this project, which in this case is taking a step back by returning this item and approaching this project with a new and better solution. Another example that I'll shamelessly share right now are returning snow boots that I have a dire need for. As I record this, we just got our first snowfall in Minnesota. It's not much, but I know we are entering that season, so the need for snow boots has been a mental to-do list item for me that is important to take care of. And now that has turned into managing another physical item, the snow boots in my house that I don't plan on using. The ones that I bought are not comfortable, and I'm making this purchase for the long haul, so I'm going to return them and find something better. So to reset the need, I need to clear the physical item that doesn't help me cross this off my mental clutter list. Is this making sense? I hope you can start to see where this can be applied for you as well. Now, I did reference air fresheners earlier in an example of finding an item and using it simply to dispose of it, but that is not the type of thing I record in this note. I want this notebook to help me carry the weight of everything going on at once in my life right now. I do not want this notebook to feel like homework or a chore that I have to keep up on, which again causes more mental clutter. It is a tool that supports me. It does not hinder me. If it hinders me, then I'm doing it wrong and I look to revise it and get it into a place that supports me better. You could also track items that need to be returned like my snow boots example. 
Maybe you bought something that was going to be a gift and ended up not being used or party decor that you didn't use either and so on. It wouldn't have to be limited to items purchased for a specific house project. Uh, But again, just managing physical items that were supposed to help accomplish some mental clutter notes. I did not give an example of something whose end goal says finish and actually reaches that state, but I will mention what I do. I change finish to finished as a word to indicate that it's over and done being managed. Sometimes I'll use the strikeout font setting, you know, like the the horizontal line that goes through all of your words to help lower its importance to me within the table when I come back to reference the table later. Sometimes I'll make the background of those table cells a light gray so that it feels more secondary than the other items within the table. But what I do is keep that item on the list for just a little while longer Not for the purpose of showing me that I have accomplished things, (laughs) because honestly, just having less items in the table at all tells me that enough on its own. But I keep it on the table a little longer, more so for the purpose of reminding me of that decision. So that is for finished or returned items. Again, sometimes I go back and forth on its need or items are on this list for way longer than I ever intended. So to suddenly remove something after it has been handled can make me feel a little bit lost with where it ended up. The examples I give in this podcast are for more major projects or items, but my list is also filled with smaller things that you don't realize add up. So I leave it on there for as long as I need to remember that I did something with it and what it was that I did if that makes sense. So figure out how you'd want that to be handled and do what makes the most sense for you. But for me, sometimes if I revisit and don't recall seeing it in like the gray table cell or with a strikeout font setting, it can be kind of jarring to suddenly not see it at all. So depending on what it is, how long it's been on my table on this note, that can really help me just see it move on to the next setting and later I can eventually just remove it entirely. But I will strongly encourage you to remove them from this table. Don't keep it like an audit trail of projects, history notes. What I have found works best for me is fully removing that item when I feel I do not need that Evernote about it any longer. When I revisit this table, I only see things that are currently or very recently in action and not a whole slew of items that don't need to take up my cognitive resources at this time. Again, we want to lighten the mental load, not weigh it down further. So that is one way that I use Evernote to help me work through the mental and physical clutter weighing on my mind. As I mentioned previously, this is a two-part episode. So next week's episode is going to be about the same topic, but another solution that I use in addition to my Evernote table that I talked through today. That other solution is a PDF that I have created that helps me manage my projects at an individual level and gives me a place to track all kinds of notes and details around accomplishing that specific project. But even though I'm going to talk through it next week, I really want to give it to you today. So if you'd like this PDF, it's really easy to get. All you need to do is visit my website, which there is a link to the show notes page for this podcast in my episode description. And you'll just click on 
a little note that says something about downloading this project tracker. It's a freebie, so it's just yours. You can print it as many times as you want. You'll just need to provide your email so I can send it to you in your email inbox. And I want you to open it, print out as many as you need for the projects you're thinking about right now, just whatever high-level topics or areas are on your mind today. And then next week, I can talk you through the use of it, and you can have it sitting right in front of you as you listen in, which might be helpful given that this podcast is audio only, and we'll be talking through how you can fill out that worksheet. That PDF will help you reduce your mental and physical clutter, so I am excited to get into it. Thank you so much for listening in. This was a really fun topic to share with you all, and I cannot wait to continue the conversation next week. Take care. That's it for this week. Thanks for listening in. If you enjoyed what you heard, please subscribe to the Heartward Project podcast and share it with others. If you have any questions or comments or anything you'd like me to talk about in one of these episodes, please feel free to send me a DM on Instagram at the Heartward Project. I'd love to hear from you. And if you would like to hang out with some of the other audience members, we have a Facebook group where we'd love to have you join in on the fun. We talk about anything from managing overwhelm and burnout to the latest creative project somebody is tackling and everything in between. Reach out to me or visit the show notes if you're interested in that. Thank you so much for being here and I hope you have a great rest of your day. See you next time.